Hey NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. Our friends at AdCraft have been with us for many years now. They've run web stores for us multiple times. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping the product, and helping your customers so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com. All right, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe back with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft Sports, your trusted name in apparel and merch since 1974. Tonight, we have a real treat here. We have got Joel Osborne from Benedictine in Atchison, Kansas. Coach, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Corey. I appreciate you having me on. Um, you know, we're excited. We had our first day of spring ball. Um, so, and, uh, you know, it's really exciting. A lot of buzz on the field. Guys are flying around. So, you know, we got some some veterans returning that really helped us out, you know, have a great practice. And we got some new guys getting their feet wet. And so, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. That always is is a lot of fun getting into spring ball. That that kind of tells you that you're you're about halfway you're about halfway home. So yeah, there's no doubt. Well, coach, a year ago you have a just a fantastic season, um, probably the best season since your 2018 run into the national championship game. There, the only blemish in your in your regular season is is a game that at the time I sat here and told John it was absolutely nothing to, to uh, be ashamed of. And that's going into Grandview and putting 42 points up on the board on what's a really fantastic defense. I'm, I'm kind of curious, though, was it kind of before or after that game that you realized that this team could actually go a long way in the playoffs? I think it was during that game, you know, we, we came out and started off real slow, had turnovers, gave them some uh, short porches, uh, didn't get off the field on certain things, gave up a kickoff return. So we got off to about as bad of a start as you could. And, you know, once once we settled in, we drove down and, and cut the lead, and, you know, down to two touchdowns and then we get a big, uh, you know, defensive touchdown by Joel Mavis for the second week in a row where, you know, now you're down by a score and you're going into halftime, you got all the momentum. And then it's just, you know, keep battling from there. You know, we just, we didn't play perfect. Um, you know, I just knew that if you look at how uh, the Morningside Grandview game went in the national championship in the spring of 21, there it wasn't a clean game. There was a lot of mistakes. And so even though Morningside was making mistakes, they were still able to, you know, put together successful drives and, and put together, you know, some scoring drives. And I just knew that if we continued to believe in ourselves and believe in what we we're doing, uh, you know, we could score and we could do good things. It really helped when we got a defensive touchdown and a kickoff return by Jay Sean Todd. And that's, you know, he kind of emerged that game. Jacob Gathright emerged that game. You know, those guys emerged as playmakers, you know, not just against our conference, but against the elite of our conference. So, you know, that's where I think they kind of really showed their true colors of who they're going to be for our, our program. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of guys step up. You know, we were close, but at the end of the day, we, we look at it as, you know, we didn't get it done and, uh, you know, close but no cigar type of deal. So 
you know, but we learned from it. We didn't let that carry over into getting our heads too big for the next week versus Peru because we we knew coming out we had a battle versus those guys, especially uh, playing against probably the number one defensive tackle in the country there, Devin Adams. So, I mean, that was, you know, we had to be ready to go. And that's the thing about the Heart of America Conference I learned my first year was that every week you better be ready to go. And so we had a really good mindset this year, and uh, that really helped us this past year, I should say. I mean that's that's a really good point, and and um, we we have one of our one of our patrons and and good friends Nate is a is a Benedictine grad, and uh, you know as as the wind started to stack up, I'm sitting there going, "Hey Nate, what you think?" He went, "Man, I don't really care at this point. I'm just looking at that Baker game, and as long as we get past Baker, we're gonna be fine." And uh, you 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 edge out a a win. There against Baker, that's that's just a such a great rivalry game. It doesn't matter how good Baker's playing or how good Benedictine is playing. That one's always going to be a fun one. Yeah, it is a big rivalry game. Um, you know, you can feel it that week. We talked to our kids about, hey, they're the next opponent, but you can sense that. You know, anytime you talk to our alums, they, you know, they've got Baker in their mind circling the schedule. And, and, you know, for, for me, it's, it's really truly is like, that's the next game. Uh, but it was a big game for us. Um, they were playing, you know, if you look at their scores, they were losing games, but it was, they were really close and they had a fantastic defense, you know, and their style of play on offense would keep your offense off the field naturally. So once they started sustaining some drives, even though they weren't getting points, they were doing their job of keeping our offense off the field. And that kind of, you know, slowed us up offensively and then couple in the fact that they do have a really good defense. You know, we went into a little bit of a lull there, but that's again where that mindset comes out. You know, we're backs against the wall. Our kids, you know, when we had to do it, we made a drive, we scored, and then we got the ball back and, and defense got a great stop. And, uh, you know, I, I credit our defense that game because there was multiple drives where Baker started in our territory and got zero points, you know, or three instead of seven, you know, so um, that really kept us in the game, and and uh, we were able to battle it out. And even though your your season didn't end the way that you wanted it to, you 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 lose a, a really tight one to Indiana Wesleyan, who had a, a just a fantastic team this year. You know, one one thing I'm noticing about the heart um, is is that it really continues to deepen, especially on on the south the south end of things. Um, you know where where Grandview has has the north, and it's kind of Grandview's uh, show there. You know, if Culver Stockton wants to uh, play play hard to get a little bit, it's going to be, you know, um, you know they're they're going to be there as well. But I mean, the heart in in total is is deepening. We've we're noticing you know great growth from from Peru from Clark. Um, Graceland isn't just rolling over in, in, in games. Um, you know, even though you're losing Evangel, they had a great, uh, a, a great year. Mid-American Nazarene is coming, coming around and now you've got new coaches at, at Baker and at William Penn and, and just talk to me about that development in, in the heart and how much tougher it's getting to get through a little bit of that gauntlet. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think there's a lot, lot. There's really good coaching, number one, and then there's a, quite a bit of talent. And even if teams didn't have the best record, like Central Methods, for example, their defense was really good. So, I mean, you know, those guys last year, even though they weren't winning a lot of games and weren't scoring a lot of points on offense, they were still a pain to, to 
prepare for offensively, you know, for that defense. And, uh, you know, and then Graceland, you know, look at the season they had, you know, they, they won three more games than they've won in like two years and uh, doing it with some really good offensive play, you know? And so, you know, that's where they're going to attack you through the air and they got athletes, you know, like crazy. And then coach Ross's son is a really good player at quarterback gets the ball extremely quick. So there's two examples, um, you know, but yeah, mid American Nazarene goes from three and eight to seven and four. And, they're, they got players all over. I mean, Caleb Tannis is as good as it gets at our level at wide receiver. You know, he's a 6'4", 220-pound kid that can run like a 5'10 kid, you know. So, you know, there's there's guys at, at every school in our league, you know, and uh, there's probably a reason why Baker decided to hire, you know, Coach Regalado coming from Clark, starting their program up, and, and goes into Baker this year and gets a win, you know. So, and then that job opens and they're able to hire him. So, you know, that it's just – Peru, I thought, made a really good hire a year ago. You know, those guys, their talent is really good, especially on defense. And I know offensively, they're going to be a lot better this year as well. So, you know, just like you said, and then, you know, William Penn hires a coach that's coming off a playoff run at Avila. And when's the last time Avila's done anything like that? You know, so um, Coach Benavides is, is a really good coach. So, I mean, he's going to do a great job there. So, yeah, it's just getting better. Um, you know, we got Missouri Baptist coming in to replace Evangel. I mean, they're Located out of St. Louis, got great area to recruit, you know. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it's about like I said, it's a battle every week, and uh, you know, I got a lot of respect for our league, and and it, definitely if you can get through our league and do well, that will prepare you for the playoffs for whatever you're going to see. You'll be prepared. Absolutely. So let's take a look at your team from a year ago and what you've got coming back. You've got weapons all over creation coming back, whether it be Jacob Gathright who was almost a 1,200-yard receiver. Jayshon Todd with two kick return touchdowns. You've got your mm-hmm. giant man-child tight end uh, at Reed Levi, who's coming back, a- along with two all-conference offensive linemen. Um, you know, eh, the, really the, the, the two big pieces that you're, that you're going to have to fill in for are going to be a quarterback and a running back with uh, Cuddle and Mills. I mean... Kettle yep. was fantastic on the ground as well as through the air. Um, so that's that's a big weapon you've got to replace. So talk to me about, you know, what you're going to do on offense. Yeah, so I think the big thing's going to be our, our quarterback. You forgot about right tackle. Shim Okafor got – Okafor, he just got drafted to the USFL. He was he was a big, big uh, weapon for us on the O-line. But, uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, quarterback here, you know, he did a lot of good things for us. Conference player of the year really good leader. So we're going to miss his leadership, number one. Number two, you know, his ability to make plays, make big plays. But, you know, every year is a new year. So for us, I mean, we got a guy that's got experience starting already, started in games in 2020, Lucas Kowski. So you kind of start there with Luke. And then you got Jackson Dooley as well, who's a going to be a redshirt sophomore. Um, grew up in Lawrence. Uh, dad is currently the head basketball coach at Baker, Sean Dooley. So that's a very neat dynamic there. Um, but you know, so those two are battling out right now. We got some other guys on the roster as well. You know, they're doing a great job. What I appreciate about those two is how loyal they've been to our program, been in all the meetings the last two years Garrett started, you know, and, uh, they've really grown and developed and announced their turn. So, you know, what's exciting is we're going to see what they're made of. You know, they got great pieces around them and, uh, we've got to find some other weapons on offense. I mean, you talk about running back, um, you know, Rayshon Mills, two-time first team all-conference guy for us. So, you know, and, and I think that could be cut by committee. We did have a freshman at the end of the season step up, Dalton Witherspoon, 
we expect big things out of. He had some really nice, he had a nice game, especially against Mid-American Nazarene. He rushed for 120 yards. And so, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. Nobody really knew about him, but we knew he was good. And, you know, we got some other guys that are his age that we signed a year ago that we're really excited about, you know. And so we'll see how those guys do here in the spring. And then, uh, you know, I think defensively, you return um, pretty much everybody except for two interior D linemen, uh, a starting defensive edge guy. And those interior D linemen, one started, one was rotation guy. Um, Dwayne Lacey was first team all conference. You know, he had a motor. Uh, but believe it or not, Dwayne didn't even start for us. He got voted first team all conference. And so, you know, and then you you lose Gavin Spangler in the middle at Mike linebacker, but we really lose four of our top six at linebacker. And so that's a big void. And we've already filled that void, uh, one of those positions with Jagger Bluebaugh, first team all conference in the no- heart of America North from William Penn. You know, and he's a he's a guy. I mean, he's a good player. 6'3", 225 and can run. And I saw it firsthand today in practice. You know, so that's really exciting. Uh, we return everybody in the secondary, um, you know, except for Tyler Tierney, who was who was out last year with an injury at an ACL, so he didn't play. And then one of our backups, um, Adam Wilbers, who was a backup safety for us, I played special teams. So, you know, everybody else in the secondary is back. So we feel really good about the pieces we have coming back. we got some great leadership there. You know, Isaac Anderson up front. You know, some of those guys in secondary, Javai Blomquist. So, you know, Jack Hoskins, those type of guys. And so I'm really excited. Um, you know, and then you look at the special teams. We return both our kickers who were first team all conference, our punter and our kicker, Harry Balky and uh, Colin Bruner. You know, and, and – uh, you know, so, I mean, it's we just got to develop depth there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting for sure, Corey. Definitely is. And, and like I said, on special teams, you have a, a kid who ran back two kick returns for touchdown and Jay Sean Todd. I mean, yeah. in special teams, you're, you're, you're set there. Um, you know, respectable leg on Balky there with a, a long of 51. Same thing with, with Bruner with a long of 65, almost – an average of 40 there on Bruner. It's going to be top tier mm-hmm. in the NAI. Um, I didn't forget about Chimico or four. I, I actually, I, I was going to let him have his, his, his own question here. What was, what was sure. that like to have a, a kid drafted? I mean, you know, how cool is that? Yeah, we're so excited for him. He's got a great story. You know, he was a division two basketball player at a high school, um, decided his third year of college he wanted to play football. So he went to Riverside Junior College. It's the first time he ever played football was when he was third year in college. And so Chim was Chim is barefoot. He's six, six, six foot six and he's 327 pounds. And so he is he is what they look for at the next level in terms of size and then mobility as well. He is still learning the game. So Chim went from Riverside to Missouri Southern. They did not play in 2020. And then their head coach got let go. And so he transferred to Pittsburgh State and played at Pittsburgh State in Kansas in 2021, started six games for them, was a a player. They wanted him back, but he didn't have enough semesters to play Division II, FCS, or Division I. So he was out of his time at NCAA. And so because of Coach Pops' relationship, Coach Pops is our offensive line coach, who was the National Assistant Coach of the Year this last year. He's been doing this a long time, and his relationship with Riverside Junior College is uh, program got us Chim. And then it turned out that Chim and Garrett went to the same high school, but they never played together because Chim didn't play football. And they never played together at Riverside Junior College, even though they went to the same junior college because Garrett's a little bit older than Chim. 
Wow. Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. that's one of the things I love about the NAI is, is even when you're a little out of time on, on the NCAA clock, the, the NAI clock works a little different. And yeah. um, so you can sort of get a little bit creative with, with getting guys into the NAI that wouldn't necessarily make it in, in the NCAA with another shot. Yeah. And the thing about Jim is you're not going to find him every year. You know, he's a once in a generation type player, you know, so um, we were very fortunate to have him. And that kind of allowed us to develop some of those younger guys uh, behind him that we had recruited this last a year ago. And so hopefully some of those guys can develop, you know, um, you know, Britton Smith's a guy that played some some on the left side line for us last year, rotated a little bit, started a couple games. We, you know, right now, you know, he's battling it out with the junior college transfer and Kitcher and Farrier. So, you know, we'll see how those guys do for us this spring. So, Coach, the schedule, boy, I you you've got me salivating that first game out of the gate, this 2018 national championship rematch with Morningside. Who, who tell me whose idea was this? Um, well, I called coach. Um when we found out we were going to have a 10 game schedule in the 23 season. So this is back in May. So about 10 months ago, I called him and uh, kind of explained to him what our conference was doing, how we were going to 10 games, you know? And, and, uh, and so he said, you have an open date. I said, I do. And he said, well, you want to play? And I said, that's why I'm calling you. (laughs) And so we kind of mutually agreed to play. And uh, so we're, we're excited. Uh, We're going to play at home in 23 and then we'll go to their place in 24. So that'll that'll kick off the the twenty twenty three and twenty four season. And let's be honest, you know, last week we uh, talked with uh, Joe Prudhomme out of Texas Wesleyan. They're opening up with with Ottawa of Arizona, and and what I told him is that those kind of games are both good and bad. Uh, they're bad because they raise your blood pressure every time you think about it. But there's nothing like a. a big time game like that to focus your kids in the off season. Oh yeah. You, you can tell like our kids are locked in right now. They know what's ahead of them. And uh, you know, and, and the big thing for us is like just coming out of the gate, like, you know, it really sets the tone for the season and it, and it tells you where you're at as a program. Is it going to define your season? It shouldn't because you should continue to get better no matter what. Um, but when I was an uh, assistant coach at Northwest Missouri state, when I was a player at Northwest Missouri State and we had non-conference games, we played big time games every year to start the season. And that never one time hurt our program in the end, you know, at the end of the season. It always helped us. And so it's only going to help us. And uh, and I know that's the way Coach Ryan looks at it as well. It's only going to help his program, too. And uh, so we're excited to see how our kids compete against each other and, you know, coaching staffs, you know. It's going to be a battle, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And what's exciting is it's bringing people to Atchison, Kansas, to Benedictine College, to our campus at the end of August. You know, and, and uh, you know, it's going to be – there will be people everywhere tailgate, and we'll have a huge crowd. I mean, we'll, that, that stadium that's right behind your head right there will be full. And uh, so that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. And, and that's what – really, that's what we're in this for. We're in this to compete and to play games and give kids opportunities, and that's why – when we found out our conference was going to go to 10 games, we wanted to look for a team and, you know, what better opponent than the defending three-time national champs, you know, three of the last five years. So, you know, find out right away where we're at. 
You, so you start fast there, and then down the stretch, you've got uh, Baker, which we've already talked about, is, is going to be a rivalry game. You play that one away in Baldwin City. You play away against newcomer Mobap, uh, and then mm-hmm. you, you host upstart Mid-American Nazarene to finish up the year. If you, if that's, that's a finish that if you don't finish strong, that, that could make or break playoff chances. Right. And I mean, there's, and there's so many games in between there, right. That, you know, where it just all just starts to build, right. It's, it's one week at a time. We want to go, one of our goals is one and up, you know, one and up. And so what that all leads to is potential conference championship, potential home playoff game, potential home field advantage, you know, and then if you just keep going one and oh every week, you're going to keep putting yourself in a better position but it's that mindset where you're not worried about, you're not looking too far down the road. Like right now we're just focused on, you know, spring ball, making sure our kids tomorrow get up and make sure they're at weights on time, make sure they're at class, make sure they'll go to the training room, those type of things. So we're very process oriented here and it really helps our kids because there's, there's a lot of pressure put on our, our kids, right? You know, when you think about it, the expectations, the results we're looking for. And so you can kind of help them figure out how to, you know, go through the process, that's going to eventually get those results everybody's looking for. Absolutely. And that, and that dovetails into the last question there. You know, we, we know that if you're not constantly improving, if you're not looking to, to be a better person, a uh, better father than you were the day before, you're, you're falling behind, your life is pulling you backwards, and, and your football program is, is no different here. So, What's uh, what area of your program, either on the field or off the field, are y'all really looking to focus on and improve in 2023? I just think the biggest thing is continuing to to say this is what our standard is, and we're going to live up to this standard. You know what I mean? Because if we set the standard very high and we live up to that every day, and we hold ourselves accountable, you know, and, and that's going to really lend to the results we're looking for. Uh, you know, and like I told our kids today, I said, I told our kids, you know, winning a national championship does not define you. Like those things you just talked about, being a good person, the relationships you build, you know what I mean? We talked about the relationship with Jesus Christ, relationship with your buddies on your team, relationship with your family. Those is those things right there will fulfill you more as a person than a win on the field. Now, does everybody want to win and compete at a high level? Yes. But we're not going to forget all those other things. You know, we're not we're not selling our soul. Right. Like some people say, we're not doing that here. And so we're going to still have, you know, those other things as priorities as, as well. So. Well, my battery light is flickering, so I better make this short coach. Thanks for coming on the podcast tonight. And uh, we can't wait to see what the heart of America has to offer this upcoming year. I love that we're getting into spring ball and, and uh, getting a little bit of a taste. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me, Corey. Thanks for all your coverage for our great level of football. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great level for sure. I'm really enjoying it here at Benedictine. And, you know, we're looking forward to the, to the 2023 season. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF Ball Podcast presented by AdCraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast as well as to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash n-a-i-a-f-b-a-l-l and become a patron. 
We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.